So I got some news to share with you today. And this news also allows me a chance to share some lessons I've learned. So big news, listen out in this episode where I'll share not just the news, but the lessons I learned from my latest career transition. Let's go. Welcome to the Monetize Your Ministry Podcast. And you get a chance to interact with them. To me, that's full-time ministry. You get to serve them. You can be a tenant. If you do not niche down, you will never be successful. You're so busy just trying to catch everyone and never reaching the right one. Yeah. Um, the bottom line is the truth of the matter is we're not going to die happy because tattoo diabetes is like a thief. It brings in itself and then it opens. I want to provide content and things that are going to help change lives. And I simultaneously want you to receive a blessing from that. Embrace their calling. I believe God's blessing that stuff. God's blessing that stuff. Now here's your host, Kamon Hunt. All right. Welcome back again to another episode of the Monetize Your Ministry podcast. I'm your host, Kimon. I'm so excited that you're checking out this episode, that you're on for this episode. This one here is going to be a little bit different than the ones before. I got some news that I want to share with you. And uh, maybe you're new to who I am. So I'll also give a little bit of backstory so that you understand why this is uh, big news. But also, before I get into anything, I want to just encourage you. Do a couple things. Subscribe to the podcast on YouTube or whatever podcasting platform you listen to the podcast on. Make sure you give us a subscribe. Uh, make sure you subscribe. Also, share it. Um, if you're watching this, watching it live, share it with someone. They can enjoy the dialogue as well. I believe the lessons that we share today, um, a lot of people can benefit from it. Also, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we would love it if you would give us a rating and a review. It takes about a minute, two minutes to do that. But what it does, it helps other people to find the podcast. So would you mind subscribing um, and giving us a rating and a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this podcast on. All right. This podcast episode is called The Biggest Lesson I Learned from My Latest Career Transition. So if I say latest career transition, that means there must have been some career transitions before. And I got some big news to share with you. I haven't really shared this much on my platform, but I'm sharing it for a reason. It's not just I want to just share news. But I also think it's just something that you can learn some lessons from. So here's a little bit of the backstory. For those who may not know me, my um, career that I spent most of my years working in is as a pastor, working with churches, working as a youth leader um, over churches, like 40 churches across six states and putting on youth conferences and congresses and camps and all of that stuff, right? Trainings, producing resources, and um, also starting a new congregation in addition to pastoring um, existing congregations. So that's 15 years of doing that. And before that, actually, my first degree is in something called actuarial science. That's people who calculate risk. It involves statistics and business and a whole lot of stuff. And I worked in that career for three years before I went into study to be a pastor. So I have a little bit of business background, but the majority of my working time I spent as a paid um, professional minister. 
Again, if you've listened to this podcast episode before and any of these podcast episodes before, you understand that my big burden is that everyone's in ministry, right? If you are someone, you are um, a faith-driven person and you believe in serving others, you are in ministry because ministry is simply about serving others um, with a higher purpose in mind. And so I believe all of us are ministers. It just so happened I was paid for the work that I was doing in ministry, or at least a part of it. And so I did that for 15 years. And then about five years ago, I made a decision, really my family and I made a decision that we were gonna step away from being full-time paid ministry people. And I would step into the uncertain faith-filled world of entrepreneurship. Here it was, I was building a business, um, going out there coaching people to start businesses, and I was getting ready to grow something of my own, right? There's a lot of backstory there. One of my uncles before had his own business, and it was close to the school I attended. And I remember seeing my last name on a building, Heinz Machine Shop, and he had a restaurant. And it was just one of those things where I said, I'd love to own something of my own. In fact, I believe ownership is something that all of us should aspire to, not just of a home, but our work, our intellectual property, right? So that's a little bit of backstory. So I've been doing the my own business for a while, partner with individuals, some of my partners, I'm gonna have them on as guests in the future. So that's five years. And comes last year, right? Last year, um, there were some challenges in business, right? I don't have time to get into all of them, but it became something where I wanted to provide some income stability for my family and I. Um, my wife and I have three young adults. I don't have three teenagers because my son is 20. And here it is. They're in a stage of life where they're in college. And if you're growing a business, if you've ever done that, you recognize that um, you know it takes some building. There's some great times. And there's some times when things slow down a bit. And we were going through a slowdown period. And I knew I wanted to build it, but build it better. And so in order to do that, I wanted to create something where I had some income stability. I'm giving you some backstory before I give you the lessons. So I started applying for jobs, right? Now, some of the stuff I was applying for was crazy. But one of the things that happened in the process is I actually applied for a job as a virtual business coach and trainer with an organization uh, called SBE, Service Business Evolution. Shout out to SBE. And around the end of last year, here's the news, I got a job. So I have a full-time 40 hours a week job. Um, it's virtual, so I get to be at home. Um, but there are some challenges, right, with working a full-time job after having the flexibility I've had for not just the five years, but if you work as a pastor, you have a little bit more flexibility. So I had to train that muscle of coming to meetings on time and having something going on for most of my day. So I've been doing that now for about five, six months. Wow, that time flew by. But that's the news, I have a job. So if you're someone, you're a friend of mine, you're someone you're accustomed working with me, I don't have as much flexibility in the daytime as I used to. But I'll tell you this, um, it's been a great experience and I think it's also made me able to relate to the people that I coach a lot better because most of the people that I coach are starting businesses while also having a job. So there's that balancing act of giving your job your best ability, having the mental bandwidth 
to put into your own creative um, endeavors and being able to just balance the two. And I've, I've recognized just how challenging that could be. And so as I talk through this podcast and as I talk through some more of my coaching, you'll see that reflected, just understanding that balance of how to have a job and build a business. Because I'm telling you this, my job knows this. I'm not stopping with building my business. I'm going to continue to do that while I'm employed. Um, one of my coaches says it this way, right? She said, I'm an employedpreneur. I'm an employedpreneur. And there's some lessons I've learned in this process that I want to share with you, all my, my listeners and the viewers of the Monetize Your Ministry podcast. Because I think this experience of getting a job and then working this job has taught me some things about ministry and the monetization of ministry in the marketplace that I want to share with you. And I'm going to leave the biggest lesson for last. Right. So here are some lessons I've learned in the process of having a job and being an employed preneur. Um, the first lesson and the, one of the lessons I've learned in this process is that there's some skills that I have that I've developed in ministry that those skills are actually assets and are very valuable in the real world in the business world, in the world of growing and, and, and scaling businesses. So here are a few of those things that I feel are great that transfer from ministry over to the marketplace, all right? The first skill that I think transfers over very well is being resourceful, being resourceful. Now, let me pull back a little bit. When we talk about ministry, monetizing it, I think one of the drawbacks for a lot of us is we think to ourselves, I don't know this. I've never started a business. Maybe I didn't work in the business field. So who am I to start anything? Who am I to monetize anything? Who am I to create something of my own if my experience is only in ministry, if my experience is only working in serving others in this capacity? Well, I've learned that what you might think is your drawback, your negative, is actually a positive, right? What you might think is your obstacle is actually your stepping stone. And so the ministry skills that I've developed, actually I get to see them on a day-to-day -day basis, how they are valuable to a company and how I can see this as an asset for even the business that I'm building. So the first one is resourcefulness. If you've worked in ministry at all, you understand that, one, there's not a lot of resources. There's not enough resources for the work you're called to do, right? You're always having a vision that outpaces the money that you have. You always have more that you are trying to do than you can see the resources for and even the people to do it. And, yes, that's frustrating, right? If you've led any congregation, if you've led any ministry, even as a volunteer, my heart goes out to you. I know how it is when you feel like you have to make brick without straw, when you have to plan an event, put it on for a lot of young people, and you don't have the funding. I've gone through that. But here's what it taught me. It taught me how to be creative. It taught me how to um, find ways of seeing something and then coming back and recreating it on a budget. And that skill of being resourceful, that skill of tapping into your inner creativity 
is one that has been an asset for me working in the company that I work with, being able to say, here are ways that we can do this. And it's just really a lens through which we think about things, a lens of it's possible to do it even if we don't have everything we want to. And so I just want to say to you, your resourcefulness that you've developed in ministry is valuable in the marketplace. It's valuable for building your own business. It's valuable for you as you now move out to work with others. You got to realize it's ne- you're never going to have, I don't feel, all the money that you want. You're never going to have all the resources you want. But if you can come with a mindset of, I'll figure this out. It's figure outable, right? We can make this happen. You'll realize how much that will help you to grow what you have, to move forward what you have. Give you an example. This weekend, one of my business partners and I, Myron Edmonds, were putting on a conference in Atlanta, Georgia. And, you know, we are putting this together with most of the people on the team. In fact, all of the people on the team having jobs, full-time jobs, none of us living in Atlanta, and not really having any outside budget to work with. And so the resourcefulness, how do we make this happen to get the look that we want of other conferences that have full-time employees, that have budgets, how do we get that look? And there's that mindset that we come from ministry of we can figure this out has served us well in the planning that event, It served me well in the work that I'm doing as a business coach. It served others well in the work of taking what they have and monetizing it. So that's number one, right? Number one, resourcefulness. Number two, empathy. Empathy. Now, we talk about hard skills and soft skills. Empathy is one of those things that you think, well, in the business world, people are looking for you to be cutthroat. They're looking for you to be decisive. They're looking for you to be a hard charger, that like type A personality. And yes, there's, there's room for all of that. But I think one of the things that ministry develops in you, working in ministry, working with people, is an understanding that people have their own struggles. People have their own issues. People have things that they go through that we may never know about, right? In their past that have shaped them to be the way they are, in their present that you may not know about, And so whenever ministry helps you to come and approach people with a level of empathy and compassion. And what I've learned is in the work that I do supporting contractors in the home service business is that these people want you to have a level of empathy, right? Your emotional EQ, your emotional intelligence quotient is just as important your EQ, your emotional quotient, is just as important as your IQ, your intelligence quotient. And so just being able to work with people, deal with difficult people, hello somebody, right? Like in whatever field you're in, you're going to be working with difficult people. And if you're going to build any sort of business, if you're going to monetize anything, if you're going to work with people in your team and people you serve, You've got to take that skill of empathy, being able to relate to people, being able to see them for who they are, and bring that into your business space. Right? You don't leave that behind. You've sharpened that skill, and you now need to bring that into the space of monetizing it. I, I can tell you that just over and over in the work that I do, I've seen 
just my ability through my ministry skills to see people, to relate to them, to be an encourager has been an asset to the work that I do. And so as I'm monetizing my ministry as an employed premier, that skill, the development of my empathy has been valuable. I'll give you one more. One more before I give you the biggest lesson. And it's communication. Communication. I talked about this in our past episode, that as a minister, if you are a paid full-time minister, or if you are in any kind of ministry where you're using the gift of teaching, you are speaking to people on a regular basis. And here's what's crazy. You're actually telling them something that they've heard many times before from many other people, right? So you're taking an ancient book, which is usually like, you know, if you're a Christian, it's the scriptures, taking this ancient book that they have access to, that some of them have read, they've watched movies on, they've had other people speak about it. And here it is, you come to tell them, here's the lesson that I want to share with you on this. Can you imagine how difficult that is when you're teaching people and they have access to all the knowledge you're teaching them? Some of them have been reading it longer than you. So your teaching gifts, um, your teaching work definitely is more challenging, which means you have honed and sharpened communication skills in the teaching of things. And I want to talk about in a particular way one of the skills that people develop through teaching in the ministry context. Um, I've heard Darius Daniels, the pastor of Change Church, he's called it uh, sticky communication, right? Sticky communication. Uh, I've also had a, one of my past podcast um, guests, her name was Jerisha Hawk. She talked about the way that ministers communicate is a way that she really tries to communicate to her clients and in her coaching. And it's that way of communicating where people can remember what you say. Right, so it's the use of alliterations. If you've ever heard uh, good speakers share, they may say I have three points. Well, it's not random that we have three points. It's that human beings remember things in one, two, three. So that skill that you've developed of breaking down what you're saying into three points that are connected, and many times they have some alliteration between them, there's some rhyme between them. And then the ability to succinctly say, this is what my message is all about. Um, one of my friends, Gamal Alexander, and I, Gamal Alexander says, you should be able to say it in seven words or less. Being able to take your communication, clarify it by having that sentence, and then creating sticky, sticky ways for people to remember it. So it sticks to them. Being clear and being memorable, right? Being clear and catchy. That clear and catchy communication, that skill you've developed and honed within ministry is so valuable in the marketplace. If you are coaching people, being able to be clear and catchy is valuable. If you are creating courses, being clear and catchy is valuable. If you're writing books, being clear and catchy is also valuable. And if you are working as an employed preneur, right, monetizing your skills, you recognize being able to say things in a succinct way that people can remember has a lot of value, has a lot of value. All right. So I just gave you three things, three skills that I've developed in ministry that I see now as having value in the marketplace. Now, 
I want to share something with you, my, my listeners and viewers. And again, if you can subscribe, I want to share something with you. I, I got this job in December, right? And a part of me was hesitant to share that I got a job, right? Now, you, you know, I'm, I'm good. So you don't need to send me messages encouraging me. I'm good. But a part of me was like, well, I have a business and to go back to get a job, to lose that flexibility, maybe there's a little bit of like failure in here, right? This is what's what's going on between internal communication in my head. And I met with one of my coaches and we had a great conversation that really framed this for me in a very important way. It framed it for me to help me understand, first of all, that the things that I'm learning in my, my job and the things that I'm doing there are helping me to be better for the clients that I serve in my business, right? The things I'm learning about finances and balance sheets and profit and loss state statements, things I'm learning there on sales and marketing, the things I'm learning there on just leadership, they're all going to be valuable, not just in that sector, right? Because I, I serve companies in the home service business industry, right? You have plumbing, your AC, electrical, but I'm also seeing how it's valuable for the clients I serve who are taking their knowledge and the expertise that they've developed in ministry and wanting to monetize it. So there's value, right? There is, there is just a lot of gain there. But secondly, here's part of the story. I built a business based on the skills I developed in ministry. And that business has helped people and it's continuing to help people. But that business also positioned me to be um, valuable to this company as someone they wanted to hire to help them to grow their business, to help them to serve their customers. And so the ministry helped to shape a business that's helped me now to get a job, which provides income. And I'm monetizing my ministry. I'm just doing it through getting a paycheck. And to me, that's a win. So I can monetize it through a paycheck. I'm also monetizing it through my own personal products and services. But whichever way I'm getting it from, I'm still monetizing it. And it's because here's the biggest lesson. The skills, the training, the stuff that we develop through ministry has value in the marketplace. In fact, the biggest lesson I've learned is this. The things that we have that we think are needed in the church are things that are needed in the world. The things that we sometimes look at and we think, okay, people in the church need this. What I've recognized is businesses and people who run these businesses in the marketplace, they need it even more. And think about this, right? In terms of churches and ministry, churches meet generally once a week. People gather really like once a week, twice a week if you're doing great. Businesses operate every day of the week. And so the skills that you develop in the church are needed every day of the week in the marketplace. And that's my big takeaway for you today. You monetizing your ministry is about you recognizing that what you've developed here has value out there. And I just want to say to someone today, don't look at what you don't have. Don't look at 
the experience you don't have, don't look at, I don't have a business degree. Understand that the skills you've developed, and I just gave you three, the skills you've developed in ministry through serving others have a great, there's a great need for them in the world, in the marketplace, in businesses, and in companies. So that's the big lesson. That's the big reveal. Um, and I just want to really just encourage someone that you may have a great inventory of what you don't have. Here's my encouragement to you today. Spend some time. Take some time and just make an inventory of what, this, what are the skills I have developed? What are the skills that I, I, I have attained through serving in ministry? What am I good at because I've been in ministry? We think to ourselves, what I can't do because I've only been in ministry. And I want you to think, what can I do because I've been in ministry? And the purpose of this podcast is to help you to find those things and to use them, one, to increase your income, right? But also to increase your impact. Because I believe that God is calling us to take what we have into the world to impact people. That's what I believe. And I want to encourage you to increase your income, increase your impact by monetizing your ministry. All right, before we go, I want to encourage you one last time, subscribe to the podcast, give us a rating and a review, and share this with someone because more and more people need to take what they have and take it out into the world. Thank you for listening to the Monetize Your Ministry podcast with Kamon Hines. For more information, visit our website at www.monetizeyourministrypodcast.com That's www.monetizeyourministrypodcast.com Find us on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Please, share this episode with someone who needs it. Let's increase our income and impact.